Hello and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati, and today I have a special guest co-host because Aaron's off in Halifax. Welcome, Michaela McKenzie. Hi. I'm a photojournalist at the Free Press. I'm so happy you're joining us on the show today. It's going to be great. Or joining me, I should say. You're filling in for Aaron. Um, so yeah, because... Michaela is a photojournalist. We're going to be kind of spending the episode talking about photojournalism, why it's important, why newspapers need photos, and then kind of, I think, moving on to talk about photos and how everyone has kind of become a photographer via apps mm-hmm. such as Instagram. So we'll talk about that later in the show. We're also going to be, um, the final segment is reading, watching, listening to. So we're going to, Michaela is a very avid reader. So we're going to be talking, talking books. All right, so let's dive in. Um, yeah, photography is something that I mean. Obviously, I have Instagram, and obviously, take pictures and document my life that way. But it's something that I just I'm so impressed by the photo department at the Free Press and how much you add to words that I write. <laughs> and we are so lucky because we have a pretty strong photo department, and like comparatively well, across the country. Yeah, and, and the- I love that the Free Press values visuals. Yes, it's. Uh, I think that's a good place to start with uh, the conversation and just talking about how um, why that's important and why we need visuals because nobody wants like as much as I come from the writer side of things, right? So as much as it's like every word is a precious glimmering jewel, like nobody wants to look at a giant gray block of text. But so, but it's not just to make the page look pretty; it's also telling the story visually as well so um yeah I guess tell me a little bit how you got into this like visual storytelling and I guess some of the challenges when it comes to kind of working collaboratively like taking the text from the story but also helping tell the story visually well I got into it mostly because it's just a lot of fun I get to do Mm -hmm. so many cool things all the time so that's great but telling the story is always interesting because you have to make things look good and interesting and compositionally what like good but then also like make sure you have all those storytelling elements that you know what this picture is saying because when you look at a page your eye goes to the picture first that's just like what your brain does naturally and so when people look at the page they'll decide probably what to read based on what they say first headlines and pictures right so yeah I think it's just it's a lot of fun it's really cool to be able to have that power Mm -hmm. and to kind of just Bring the creative side also into uh, a <laughs> newspaper, which is a pretty kind of conservative format. Totally. And it's it's funny because like I'm a columnist. So and people who have listened to this podcast and have read my column know that like it's also another chance to be a little bit more creative. Yeah. But sometimes I mean, and we've all written, you know, sort of the more straighter news story where it's like, oh, no, what would illustrate this that isn't. I mean, we've all seen the Tumblr local person arms crossed, right? Like, where it's like, how do we t- do that? So I'm sure there's lots of challenges as well with trying yeah. to tell a story that isn't like. We just did like- a story on Facebook the other week. Yeah. And oh my, so many people, like pictures of people in front of computers. So I had like, you, but you got to do things like we got some like reflective screens in, in there yeah. and stuff. We and did it- some, we did some fun things, but but yeah, it was difficult. There was like like three or four portraits of people with computers that all had to be different. So that that's was a, that that's was a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> you are really great at portraits. I love them. What about portraits attracts you to them? 
I think that humans are just such like a vastly interesting subject. You can take like a picture of a mountain or a tree or like a building or whatever, it'll be kind of the same. But I think every single picture you take of a person is going to be different and new and interesting no matter what. So I just think that is such a responsibility, but also just it gives you so much freedom. So I think it's, it's amazing. You just get to know so many people and you get, sometimes you only have 10 minutes with someone, but you get just like a little peek in their life. And Mm -hmm. it's so cool to be able to like show that to a reader. I don't know. I think that's just, it's amazing. It's my favorite part of what I do. That's always the, uh, sometimes it can be a challenge convincing sources to sit for a portrait, Mm -hmm. but it's always worth it. And that's why I, if people are reluctant, I always try to really sell them on it because it's like, you'll, you'll see why we need it. Like, yeah. So I had like a really old school, um, journalism instructor and his one kind of sentence tagline was just names and faces sell papers. And it's totally true. It is totally true. And it's also um, when we're talking about kind of building the front page, so kind of talking about the physical paper, um, of course, the story needs to be strong to get either on A1 or mentioned on A1. But the chances of you getting it there are like improved tenfold by having a good photo. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing how that makes such a difference. So it's so like funny from our end, like especially if people are like, well, I don't know if I want my picture in the paper. It's like, yes, you do. Trust me, you will want it. And yeah. of course, nine times out of 10, they're like, oh my God, this photo's great. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about kind of in the vein of portraits, but kind of talking about selfies. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have any tips on how to take a good one. Oh, As this a is funny because I mm. am the worst at taking selfies. <laughs> like I cannot take a good selfie, even though this is my job. Um, uh, so I'm sorry. I can't help with taking selfies. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> like other than like I can tell what nice light is. Yes. I. It's so funny because I find that I prefer how I look when I take a selfie versus someone else taking my photo. I think that might be because you're in like complete control of everything. And I so agree. and then I think everyone also has different weird things about what they like about themselves and what totally. they don't and there's no way that like I can tell that. So you can exactly. probably like control the whole situation to make that happen. Totally. It's kind of like how everyone has a specific face that they make when they look at themselves in a mirror. Yeah. Um, I think that's also part of it too, right? But yeah, you're right. As a photographer taking a picture of a subject, you have no idea what their hangups or issues or likes or dislikes are. Yeah, and then the subject has to give over all that control exactly. to you. Exactly. <laughs> which is scary. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because I came across an article that I think um, a photographer shared about selfies and kind of how they're creeping into like people's LinkedIn profiles and people's like professional and it was just basically making the case for you know hire a photographer to take a proper headshot and I kind of I see that actually like I currently have a selfie on my social media like platform even though Mm -hmm. I have free press portraits that I could definitely use but yeah it's just weird it's kind of that whole like in a way it's more approachable too I guess though yeah like it's, it's so it depends Although I had, okay, the other day I had these these great two old ladies that I was taking a mm-hmm. picture of, and they were hilarious. The whole time we're taking a picture, they were saying, like, how models should smile more, yes. and how 
<laughs> self-indulgent our entire generation was for oh taking selfies and but they were also the best natured like most lovely people too but I just was laughing inside the whole time because they're hilarious because it's what everybody does I mean oh yeah and it's so and it's become so ubiquitous too like yeah and I think there is kind of uh, there's a argument to be made for sure I think about um people who don't find themselves in front of a camera and I know we're going to be talking about like motherhood later because I'm reading a bunch of books on it but moms particularly moms of young children are not in their own photos so there'll be photos of their babies and photos of their family and they're all kind of Mm -hmm. always the ones behind the camera but I know a lot of moms are like I have no photos of me with my kids because I'm always the one taking them and documenting everything but I'm not in my photos so seeing yeah, women who don't normally aren't in front of the camera be able to kind of do that via selfie is also. Yeah. Yeah. I think. No, that's... I definitely, I don't have anything against selfies. No, either. I'm pro selfie. I like seeing your selfies. If you are, you know, even if you're just like, I'm feeling my hair, I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, With respect to Instagram and those kind of like photo documenting things, mm-hmm. how, like are you, do you use Instagram? I do. It's actually the only social media platform that I really am active on. That's what I thought because, mm-hmm. yeah, I know that we're, like, Facebook friends, but I don't think, like, and as... It's more of a network just yeah, contacts just, at this point for me. But yeah. yeah, it's just, like, a creeping for story ideas thing for me now. <laughs> okay, really. Since going on my Facebook challenge, I just am, like, really not using it as much anymore. But with Instagram, do you get the sense that it kind of... Do you think it helps or hinders people's creativity? Because I find that a lot of people, and it could just be my feed, but they take kind of the photos of the same thing. That's a really interesting kind of dilemma. I think it really depends on how you use it. Mm-hmm. So I made like a very distinct choice when I went on Instagram to only kind of follow people and stuff that I really think are interesting and inspire me mm-hmm. um, and are different and kind of push um, creative boundaries. So this, and I think you can also go in the way that like you'll obviously get more likes for pictures of flowers than you will of right. documentary pictures of like, you know, people in pain or something. Right. Um, so it's so easy, I think, to fall into um, kind of the habit of just posting like pretty but vapid kind of pictures, mm-hmm. just a pictures uh, like a p- of flowers and things. Um but you can also use it just to follow some really interesting people and like all the journeys that they take. So I think there's two sides to that. Yeah, I think there, there is too. Is. And there's also, I saw um, a, and I can't remember who put it together, but it was like a video, uh, like just like a quickly cut video of just showing people in all their travel photos oh, looking at I hashtags yeah yeah where it was just like a bunch of photos like my vacation and they're from all a, the same exactly but what I kind of liked about that and it's kind of similar to what I like about the whiteout parties in theory even though oh my god like I don't like crowds so it's <laughs> yeah. not for me but it's kind of that the whole like I was here you know like and it's kind of that sort of community vibe without having like a million people in one place at one time but you are kind of having a million people a million people in one place at one time oh my god my dog i'm sorry (laughs) no i love it though um (laughs) i think it's amazing just having access to that community um even just like a small part of that community even if there's only like a little bit of it that really applies that you're interested in that's still a huge amount of people that you can like reach out to and stuff i've had some really cool kind of interactions yeah which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
tell me a little bit about, I guess, we kind of talked about it a little bit at the top of the conversation, but challenges with your job. So sometimes it's finding an image that works with the story. Um, Just, I guess, the rigors of a daily newspaper and having to supply images every day. It's really easy, I think, to burn out in the setting of a daily newspaper or just yeah. to like to or just to get stuck in a rut even, not even burn out, but just to not stop pushing yourself as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that you just, yeah, as long as you kind of stay creative and and remember that like every single assignment, oh, I've been at this like at this style of press conference before, but there are new pictures you can always take. And totally. I'm really impressed. I'm, I, like I'm amazed by the people on our team that have been taking pictures for like longer than I've been alive. And I know. still managed to take a completely different and interesting picture that I, like, I never would have thought of taking in know, every situation. Crazy. How old are you, by the way? I'm 22. I think you're one of the youngest free press staffers. I think Possibly. so. Possibly. Yeah, I know when I was an intern, I was definitely the youngest because yes. I was 19. Um, and everyone was, yeah. <laughs> everyone was like, like I you're have... still a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's awesome that we hired you too. And I was so pleased when we did because I was like, oh, she's so good. Because we worked on that Fred Penner assignment together, yes. which was super fun. <gasps> and uh, yeah, so I was, I, was, I was super happy that you came on board because it's always nice to have that perspective too. But there are definitely people who have had like, like you know, you always think of <laughs> Phil Hasek, right? Where it's yeah. like those photos where he's just so like it's different every time you're just ah I would never have thought to take that photo that way and and that's that is the magic of having people take pictures is that you see the world in a whole different like through a whole different set of eyes when it kind of blows my mind too like and I guess that's why the nickname for a newspaper is the daily miracle right because we make that thing from scratch every single day (laughs) that's why I saw the presses for the first time just when I so cool eh? and that kind of sank like sunk in just yeah the whole people like have years to make books and to print them and we do a similar thing like every single day so with that in mind um the I guess I, I know for me as a writer sometimes like having the deadline and kind of the pace of the daily news kind mm-hmm. of makes me not it, it kind of makes you be good with good enough you know what I mean yes yes how is that for you from the photo side because I can imagine you can work on something forever as with writing right like yeah I I love the times where people I get to sit down with someone and get to know them and take an hour and make like a bunch of beautiful portraits but I mean sometimes you only have two minutes well probably like <laughs> under 10 yeah right? um, and and you still have to come up with something that is like visually interesting and yeah, engaging and yeah and works technically and all that right yeah so it's always a balancing act I find I need to make sure I get my safe shot the shot that is mm-hmm. going to like work out no matter what and then I can then I let myself go and do all the the weird stuff <laughs> 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 And it gets usually like weirder as the shoot progresses <laughs> and then people start doubting my sanity near the end. But, you know, well, and it's interesting because I think what um, maybe readers don't realize is that you can take, I don't know, X amount of photos. Mm-hmm. One might make it in the paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like and the one that you maybe didn't think would make it in the pa- makes it in the paper, oh, yeah. you know, so it's like it's also subjects have to let go of their control to you and then you have to let go of control to whoever is laying at the page. There is a lot of relinquishing control in this, <laughs> this whole chain of events. Yeah, a lot of trust. Um. I, totally. 
so it's always it's it's good when you work with a good team that you know, kind of everyone's oh, yeah. kind of mostly on the same page but mm-hmm. yeah um you've been taking whiteout photos so you've been at the parties i have been at too many jets parties <laughs> <laughs> or too many jets events shall i say so i guess it's like another like challenges question but like taking fresh photos of a kind of repetitive thing where everyone's literally dressed the same uh yeah yeah I mean there's always going to be different faces and different people that's true and also different light and stuff the light definitely changed between a few different ones that was nice that I could just play with it in different ways um but sometimes also I just try and do the same pictures, but better. Not the same pictures, but like the same style, but better. Right. Right. So that, that can also be good. And sometimes I take similar pictures and then I'm, yeah, sad the next day. <laughs> but usually you just try and like work on maybe an idea that you had that kind of worked, but then make it really work the next time kind of thing. And you took the photos of the ones that were like the photos that were blown up on the buildings right yeah yeah that was so much fun <laughs> that was such a so I'm sure there may have been people that didn't see this but a few weeks ago we had um it was the front page of the paper but then like also a photo spread as well where there was whiteout photos blown up on buildings mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that project and how that, that came was to be crazy um I think it was three o'clock that afternoon that <laughs> I got a phone call saying, have you ever used a projector project pic- to pro- project pictures onto buildings? And I was like, no, I have never used a projector, period, I don't think. Like, um, <laughs> I've never done a presentation and actually run the projector. Um, but it turns out that it's actually not that difficult um, once you have the right equipment. So I went down to the rental house and got a massive projector. Mm-hmm strapped into into my car and we went downtown it actually ended up snowing really hard right at the time we wanted to take the pictures yeah because this was before um, all this started uh, like happening right, before, right? Like, it yeah. was like a pre kind of cursor to all right. this um and we we're like oh great so a we don't want to like wreck the equipment my <laughs> equipment by getting it wet and b right. you can't actually see anything when there's snow everywhere <sighs> so we waited um and drove around a bit and it cleared up enough that we could, we do, yeah, we ended up projecting them onto three buildings, I think. Um, and it was really cool. It was, was super cool. Yeah, it turned it out really freezing, well. Amazing, and it was definitely uncomfortable, but yeah, it was really, really neat because you could, you, you can blow it up to the sides of a, yeah, of a building. And were there like people around that were noticing you guys um, do that? It was too cold actually that night, and it was quite late oh, <laughs> on so a weeknight. Kind of works out. So it was like pretty like barren and desolate actually downtown no one's like, like there's getting like in your one shot. smoker that was like oh what are you guys doing <laughs> but yeah that's such a good example of a way to creatively solve a problem right because before yeah. i mean now we have so many whiteout party photos but before it happened like you had to figure out a way to tell that story that wasn't just you know that was definitely a team effort so yeah. that came yeah from a meeting and then, yeah, then cool. on my end it was more just how do we make this actually happen yeah it turned out um, awesome so yeah it was actually really fun in the end even though it was pretty stressful to begin with because it was such a last minute project <laughs> as they often are yeah like, yeah, yeah. And, well, like we talk about the timeline of a daily newspaper oh my god yeah like it just and sometimes it's like I was I'm on the editorial board so sometimes I write editorials for the paper and there was one day last week where they're like started writing about a subject and we're like mm, 
we actually did. We, I don't think we want to write about this. I'm like, okay, cool. So change the subject again and then uh-huh. change the subject a third time. Because sometimes that's just how it rolls, right? Where it's just like, nah, actually, like, it'd be really great if we had something like this because there's another story that's supporting this and yeah. this is happening tomorrow or like whatever. Or like for columns, sometimes there will be like a news story and they'll be like, do you have an opinion about this that we can make like a package? <laughs> it's like, I can. <laughs> sure. I can have an opinion about Pokemon Go. No prob. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, but I like collaborating with people. Like that's a big reason why oh, I like doing yes. the podcast, right? Because it's nice to kind of work with other people. And with video right now, we're like we get, we're getting to do a couple more yeah. collaborative projects, which is so exciting. Well, that was the last thing I wanted to ask you about was videos and just, um, cause that seems to be like the hot thing. Like, I mean, I know like pivot yeah. to video has been kind of become <laughs> like, like a dirty phrase, but yeah, I guess video because you make a lot of videos. Yes, so, um, that piece of the puzzle and why it's important it's just a different way of telling stories i like it i like them that yeah me i love i think it's just a different way of doing it like you can and it's the thing that's a little bit tricky about it right now is that it's only on like one platform really on our web right right rather than usually we can put everything else on into print as well so but um videos are amazing you get to just i think reach a whole different audience and tell a story in a way that's different and a little bit more I don't know easy to watch something you can sometimes it's easier to watch something and just see Mm -hmm. like the visuals in front of you rather than having to dive in and do a long read for sure um yeah yeah is there anything that you're working on now that you're excited about Right now, it's kind of in a lull between big video projects, so we're just looking at potential kind of new projects to work on, which is also really exciting. There, there are good things coming. For our final segment, we're going to do reading, watching, and listening. I think we're both reading right now. Yes, I am reading a lot right now. What are you reading right now? I finally got a library card, which is so exciting. I keep meaning every to time, get one. Okay, every time I'm moving cities, cities so often right now. Yes. So um, I have to like prove that I live in each city before I get a library card. It's been a, <laughs> such a huge house. And anyways, but I finally got a library card. And so I came home with an entire, like a huge stack of books um, last weekend and have just been working my way through. And um, all of varying subjects and quality. <laughs> <laughs> But I finally got around to reading um, 15 Dogs by Andrea Alexis that I had been meaning to read for, I think it's been at least a year now since it kind of was a big thing. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, and it, that was that was good. So, yeah. It's hard when you have, I always have like a big list. I'm a bit like, I buy a lot of books, mm-hmm. but, and I don't think I've had a, like a Winnipeg library card since I was in elementary school. And I keep meaning to be like, I should get a library card because it's. It's a good thing to oh, have. Libraries are amazing. They're like my second home. I just yeah, love. Like, yes. It's definitely something that I should endeavor to get and do more. Um, I am working on a big column. So the movie Tully opens. Um, we record this on Friday, so it opens tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to, there's kind of been sort of a explosion of things either made, written by mothers that kind of explore these stories that we don't hear very often. So whether it's postpartum depression or just, just how hard it is really to have an infant, especially as like a first time mom. Um, not sure if you want to become a mom. Like it's, there's a few like 
kind of key facets to that. Uh, totally. And there's a few key books that have kind of come out over the last week. And one came out last month, the one I just finished, um, which is called And Now We Have Everything on Motherhood Before I Was Ready by Megan O'Connell. I highly recommend it, especially if you're like, like, I don't have kids. You don't have kids. No, yeah. But if you're thinking of having kids or are friends with moms, I like I highly recommend and obviously mom should read it too. But it just it's so like it's very honest and very like unvarnishedly so, but oddly reassuring because it's like, okay, like if you made it, like you survived, I could survive too. Like I could do this too. Um so yeah, so it's just and there's two other ones that I picked up that I haven't read yet, but I am going to read before I write this column. Um, one is called Amateur Hour, which is a bunch of humor essays um, about motherhood. I'm forgetting the author right now, but a couple were excerpted in the New York Times and they were hilarious. So kind of like looking at it from a humorous lens. And then there's a Toronto author named Sheila Hetty, whose book Motherhood just came out and it's been getting a lot of buzz and it's kind of like a quasi novel but also kind of based on her life and decision to kind of whether or not to have kids. Um, so I'm kind of I'm reading all three of those right now. And it's, yeah, it's been really interesting. And kind of the theme through them all seems to be that, and I find this with some of my mom friends too, when they talk about motherhood, it's either the, but I love my child and it's worth it. And that kind of like those mm-hmm. qualifiers or the, oh, this must be so boring. But it's not boring. I find it fascinating because it's such a human subject. Like whether yeah. you're, you are a mom or interested in becoming a mom or not, we all have a mom and it's such a universal experience that I, and I love hearing about it. And I also am like, well, you're my friend and I like hearing about your life. And this is a radically life-changing thing that happened to you. Of course, I want to hear about it. So I highly recommend uh, the, and now we have everything because it's, it's really, really that good. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's super interesting. And just, it's really, it's also really funny too. So it's not, you know, like, all doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there was one like kind of key part where she talks about like, uh, for a long time, I think people were, or she, she says, I think, and but I agree that a lot of people were really scared about scaring pregnant women or scaring women that were thinking about having kids. So they were kind of like downplaying some of the things that you know everyone yeah. talks about but do they actually talk about it you know so i think anything that's really honest and real is always fascinating well and always compelling too like yeah. just from a storytelling and like just read like i read it in almost one sitting so yeah it's super good um what are some other things that you've read lately oh um i'm always looking for suggestions suggestions i read a book i've also been grading my roommate's shelf um bookshelf <laughs> i'm still like halfway through that bookshelf um about the wife of moby dick so that was a very interesting kind of like interesting buckling female adventure i completely forget the title right now but um yeah it was definitely different from what i normally read and that was i really enjoyed that and i also she has this book what, my year of meats that i'm also planning on reading now that's my next book that I'm getting into and it sounds like a completely also kind of off the wall different from what I normally read book so awesome um yeah it's I've talked about this a few times on the podcast but I was doing a reading challenge last year that I failed miserably I was trying to read a book a week Uh and did not do that and then I stopped counting 
how many books I was reading this year and I seem to be reading more so it's interesting how that happens I just go in waves I go I'm either just reading all the time or I'm somehow just kind of forget to read and then yeah yeah it's amazing how it happens Thank you so much for being on the show today and co-hosting. Thank you so much for having me. Um, to be here anytime. Um, you can follow. Are you can, are you followable on social media? Yeah. Um, so on Instagram, I'm at Michaela dot McKenzie. That's. Do I have to spell it? No. No. You're okay, good. You're I'm like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's a Mac Kenzie, and then yes. Michaela. Yeah. That's probably the best way yeah. to follow me. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Jen Zerati. And everything that we're working on, you can find at winnipegfreepress.com. And Aaron will be back next week. Bye.